every Sunday at Northwest Church of the Nazarene in Columbus, Ohio, our congregation is challenged to grow spiritually. This podcast shares the sermons, insights, and messages that encourage our congregation to mature spiritually. Amen. He is risen. I love that. You know, it's a powerful statement that we as Christians make, but it's also a powerful statement that we believe that he indeed indeed is risen. Well, we have a wonderful service today, not only just because it's Easter and we're celebrating, but because we're having baptisms. And in preparation for baptisms, those that will be baptized today, at this time, they're going to go and prepare and get dressed and get their towels. And, And then they'll be joining us in a little bit. And then we will have a great time of celebration and a great time of seeing what God is going to do in us and through us. We have a great uh, opportunity to see our newest uh, baptized celebrating this great faith that they have. Well, today we also are going to look into a very interesting passage that if you grow up at the church or if you grow up uh, knowing Bible stories, you are very little bit familiar with. But I'd like to start with the statement that Easter means little to people who believe. It means very little. Those that believe in Easter, it, it means little. You know, because when we look at the holiday, it's just the time that we celebrate with chocolate, which is by itself a good thing. I'm, I'm not dogging on chocolate. And, and, and eggs and Easter egg um, hunt, which we had a wonderful time doing it yesterday. But it's also a time that we have family over and we have to deal with in-laws and, and I have my mother-in-law with me, which, you know what, it's coming, you know. You know what's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? Outlaws are wanted. <laughs> but we have a time in which we just celebrate with ham and a great meal. And we celebrate with a great, uh, with a great time. And, and it becomes almost something we do. And it becomes something we believe because, you know, it's been told by generations and, and we know that it exists. So it means little except that we believe. We believe in the resurrection. We believe that Jesus was risen from the dead, but means very little. Because for us, it has to be more than just Easter. And it's not just a holiday like Cinco de Mayo that Americans incidentally celebrate more than Mexicans do, or St. Patrick's Day that again Americans celebrate more than Irish do. It's just a a holiday. But today we're going to look at Easter from a different perspective. We're going to look at Easter from the miracles. For the last eight weeks, we have gone through a series called um, uh, Expect Miracles. It's about how miracles have happened in Bible times, in the times of Jesus, even before that. But yet, we also learn and see how miracles are affecting us today, how miracles have made the difference and how miracles still happen when we see God at work. 
So today, the title is Expect Miracles. And we look into the celebration of Easter and what we're doing here today. And we're going to look into a Bible passage. And if you stand with me as we read the word of the Lord, and if you have your Bibles, you can open along with me in the book of Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. And we're going to read verses one, uh, uh, chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. And you can also follow with me uh, this word of the Lord. Thus say the word of the Lord in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 1, all the way to 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He was not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the, the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped at his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, go to Galilee. There they will see me. Father in heaven, we thank you for this word. We pray that you speak to us. We pray that today we'll be challenged, not just by the word of God, but challenged by the resurrection that changes our life. We pray this and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So we already talked that Easter is not in the Bible. And for those of you uh, that you were today old when you found out that Easter is not in the Bible, congratulations. A lot of pastors do not know that. A lot of Christians do not know that Easter is not in the Bible. They did not celebrate Easter. They never had Easter before. Easter came after Jesus was resurrected and it was such a tremendous moment in history that it became something to celebrate. And what we see is that for the disciple, Easter is not the eggs or the chocolate or the bunny or the celebration. Easter is the moment that their life with God began. It's the moment where everything is changed, where their life was transformed. And what we see in this passage is that Jesus counted on a miracle of resurrection. He counted on being risen from the dead. He kept telling his disciples, I will raise in three days. The temple will tear down and I'll build it in three days. In three days I'll come again. Do not be despair. I will return. Do not worry. I will be risen from the dead. The Son of Man will be risen from the dead. And he spoke to them several times. And several times it went from one year and went out the other. Well, weren't they not very good at learning? And I don't believe it was that. 
I believe that the pain of death was so big that I thought it was the final chapter of their life with Jesus. Especially when his last words is, it is finished. And they thought that that moment of death was the end. Yet, Jesus had counted on that. But death has a way of seem final until he rose from the dead. He himself. Now we talked uh, a few weeks ago about Lazarus and how Jesus rose him from the dead. But this time Jesus rose himself from the dead. And we see in Josephus, a historian, a Jewish historian who was a Roman sympathizer, not someone who liked or appreciated Christians talking about this Jesus who lived and who performed great miracles and, and great feats. And, and many have found him alive. And we see others as uh, Tacitus, who was a Roman historian speaking about Christos. So Jesus' life is not something that we just read in the scripture. It's something that is known, something that has been a part of the history of the world, not just in the Bible. And yet, we celebrate not the fact that he died, but that three days later, he came. It wasn't about the belief, and it is not about the belief because many believe, Satan believes he resurrected from the dead. Many believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Many celebrate Easter because of the resurrection. So what is the difference between them and what God is looking for us? Because God is looking for us and ask, if you believe in the resurrection, what is your response. How are you answering to the resurrection? Because miracles build faith. And the resurrection builds faith. It is normal for us human beings to be skeptical about things outside of our experience. But the New Testament witnessed and he said that the facts brought faith. And when they saw that God was faithful, then we can see that God is faithful now. When we see that God had miracles done, God continues to perform miracles today. Miracles remind us of a powerful God who transcends this earth. It's things that we do not expect, things that come and change us. So miracles are not just for us to believe and say, how nice. But it's for us to have our faith challenge. I did not believe that. But God did this. All week I've heard people sharing about some of the miracles that God has done in their lives. Why? Because God is active. And miracles build our faith. So what are we to do when we read this passage? What are we to do when we consider these words? Well... We are to count on miracles. If Jesus counted on miracles, if Jesus said there will be more miracles coming, then we expect those. Jesus said to his disciples that after he goes, we will perform greater feats, greater miracles than the ones he did. That our faith will move mountains. That greater miracles will be done by 
us than Jesus ever did. I don't think he was joking. I don't think he was speaking on behalf of someone else. He's saying that he is active, but now through the Holy Spirit, we'll be able to see that. We will not perform miracles. He will, but we count on them. So why don't we count on miracles? Why are we struggling with seeing miracles? Is it because we, we, we find it way too supernatural? Is it because of our lack of faith? Why are we not expecting miracles? So we count on miracles. If you accept that Jesus Christ, if he is your Lord and Savior, if you live a life with him, one day you will grace the streets of heaven. You will be with him. You will be with your loved ones and, and with those that have graced the pages of the word of God. And we'll see Moses and Moses will come to you and saying, you know, all I had was a staff. But God used that staff and, and I threw it to the floor and it became a snake and I picked it up and it was a staff again. Then the Egyptians were following us and we came before the sea and I used that staff and God parted the seas. We crossed. But the Egyptians were still following us. So as they were following us, I looked back and I thought, we are certainly going to die. They're heavily armed. And they want us to go back to Egypt. So again, I lifted that staff and the ocean closed. The waters closed. And then you would walk and, and you will find, and you will find Peter. And, and Peter was saying, you know what? I, I opened my mouth and put my foot on. But God did amazing things. Do you know I walked on water? Oh, I saw Jesus. I, I, I didn't want to stay on a boat anymore. I walked on water. What a beautiful miracle. And, and as soon as I took my eyes off Jesus, I started sinking. I did not know if I was going to survive. And he pulled me up. And then he ascended into heaven. And I entered Jerusalem. was a man that was crippled. And I said, you know, I, I, I don't have anything to give you. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have... I'll give it in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And he not just stood up and walked, and he danced, and, and he walked, and, and he celebrated God. I have seen miracles that God has performed during his time on earth and after he ascended. And then you'll see David, and David will tell about the, the big giant that everyone was afraid of. And he's like, why is everyone afraid of? He's just a big dude. Just look at him as a teddy bear. And he got five smooth stones and he would tell you that he threw one of the stones. In one stone he fell. And he took out and people start seeing the miracle of a child changing a whole nation with one stone. And then you see Paul and Paul would say, you know what? I was the most skeptic, the worst person a Christian would ever meet. Until I found Jesus, I became blind and Ananias came and, and laid his hands on me. I was able to see. And then I saw miracles after miracles. One time I was in jail. I thought, oh, I'm going to die here. I'm going to rot here in jail. And an angel came. It was an earthquake. The, the walls fell down. And you think 
that the worst would happen. I walked out and the jailer was there and I was able to lead the jailer to Jesus and all his family. And miracles after miracles. I saw crippled, hearing my message and being healed. The power of God is amazing. And then Moses and David and Peter and Paul would turn to you and they will ask you, what about you? Tell me about the miracles in your life. And many of us may say, well, I went to church. You go, yes, and tell me, tell me more. Well, when I had better things to do. I, I went to church, even when it was a beautiful day to go golfing. You know, that was a big sacrifice. I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me that God has his power available for you to change the world, for you to be a, a vessel of God's spirit, for you to be someone that would make a difference in this world for his kingdom? And all you did with that power was going to church? That's why Jesus rose from the dead. That we would encounter a power that we will not find anywhere else on earth. His resurrection is the beginning. And that's why Jesus said, it is finished. Because if he said it is finished and died on that cross, if he says it is finished and we wouldn't come back, people was like, well, that was the end of it. That was very interesting. But neither you and I would be here, nor the world would be changed. But because three days later, he came back after he said it is finished, means that now is a new beginning. So my question for you and what I want you to take this week with you is the question, how do I respond to the resurrection? How am I responding to the resurrection? Celebrating Easter is not a response to the celebration. Celebrating Easter has nothing to do with the resurrection. What has to do with, with a resurrection is not only belief, but responding to the belief that God, who had the power to raise his son from the dead, has the power to raise our sins from our life and restore us and make us new people and give us the power to be able to continue to see miracles as we walk with him, as we pray, as we journey with him, as a church, as a people. We weren't created to worship. We weren't created to be with him by ourselves. We were created to worship as a family. We were created to be with Christ as a family. We were created together as his people. So Jesus' last words, it is finished, is the last chapter. The new chapter begins with us as we respond to his resurrection, as we respond to his salvation and live a life that is fulfilling, a life that is full. If you didn't expect miracles, if you don't expect miracles, has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with Jesus, has to do with your faith. If you don't expect miracles, it's because the God of this Bible is not the God of your heart. 
is not the God of your belief, of your innermost being, because the God of this word will perform miracles, will do amazing things. And we will see wonders, signs and wonders. That's what Jesus said that we will see. Are you responding by running and telling others like those ladies did on Easter morning? Or are you just waiting for another sign? Maybe one day I'll make that decision. I want to urge you today to make that decision. I want to ask you today to not live any longer the way that is not the way of the Word of God that transforms, that resurrects a a way that gives new life. Expect faith. Expect God in your life and expect miracles. The disciples didn't expect miracles, but when they saw Jesus on that Sunday morning, when they saw Jesus alive and well, they did not expect any more miracles. They counted on them. And their life from that moment on changed the world. Is your life changing the world for Jesus? Don't leave today without making that decision of living each day with Jesus. As we prepare for baptism, I would like to ask Shannon to come up front and as we conclude with a word of prayer, this uh, message. I don't know where you are on your journey with Jesus, but I know that today he's calling for you to live a life that is worthy of his death and his resurrection. And as you live each day, may be a day filled with the power of God, the Holy Spirit moving through you. And may you count on miracles. And may miracles become a common place in your life as you see God and as you love people and as you experience the power of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the joy of the resurrection. As they rejoiced over the beauty of a Lord and Savior that they saw dead on the cross. And three days later, they were able to hug and embrace. We too want to live each day, a day after the resurrection, where everything changes with a new beginning. So be with us today as we go forward, that we may know That if someone asks us, tell us about the power of God, we're able to say, God has done this in my life. God has changed me. And then may others see the kingdom of God is a place we belong, is where we have our citizenship to, is where we have our allegiance to. So Father, make us more and more like your Son. We pray these things and we ask in your Son Jesus Christ's name. As it is known in our community, Northwest Church is committed to discovering and engaging in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, with inspired worship and intentional ministry. People from all walks of life are welcomed and received as family members. Our family is diverse, multicultural, and although not perfect, in love with Jesus. Join us online at nwnaz.org. 
or by visiting us in Columbus, Ohio. May God bless you 